What you're about to listen to is part of the Podgods Network. If you go to podgodsnetwork.com, you'll find other great shows there too. Have a nice day. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. I'm here at 8 Miles Per Hour Podcast. I am your host, Renata Michelina Cavalieri, and you are... <laughs> what the hell was that? <laughs> I was trying to do my best impersonation. <laughs> do the whole show like that. Should I talk like that the whole time? I dare you. Okay. It'll okay, probably get I'm annoying. Ready. People okay. will be like, what the hell is this? It ain't a show. Alright, give me that challenge. What do I get in return? I don't know. What would the fans offer you? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, don't do it like that. <laughs> I'll probably get annoyed by it. I'm gonna keep doing it like the whole time, cause you, like you could. I don't even think you could hold it for the whole episode. I bet I could. How much you want to? You know, you st- no, I'm not gonna bet anything. You <laughs> stole me a freaking the last bet we had on the show. You never even gave me my movie. First of all, it's not available. It's on hold. What do you mean it's unavailable? I look. I could look right now on on, on Amazon. I'm gonna look right now on Amazon. Chipmunk Adventure. Do not look. Let's see. You said unavailable. No, no, no. Look, Please Chipmunk no. Adventure in movies and TV. Let's see the Chipmunk Adventure. Ooh, a blue Blu-ray combo pack for eleven bucks right now. Brand new. Chickamauga Adventure on DVD, seven ninety nine. Wow, you know I could even rent it for two ninety nine. Rent? What the hell? It says right here. Look, Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Chickamauga Adventure, the two thousand ten edition. It's it, it, there's there's three people selling it brand new, eighty five bucks. What? Yeah, they're looking a lot of green things. And I remember this version DVD one. I, I once saw it at Target, but I didn't buy it. But this this one right here that I don't know the copyright is, but this one says it's uh this one's a DVD version. And it, is it DVD or is it, yeah DVD version? Doesn't say when it was released, but this one freaking people are signing for like the most seventy three bucks. Seventy. Yeah, brand bucks. new. Yeah. Oh, this is the the two thousand six edition. Damn. Really? They're that expensive? Amazon don't play. No, it's it's not Amazon. It's people who are selling it. Amazon then, doesn't play. And then someone else selling it for 63 What the hell? Who cares? Like, it's not going to be really worth money, like this Chipmunk Adventure. Like, I, maybe if you have the VHS, like when it was first released. But, I mean, right here, if you go for the current, like the one that... Let's see, when did this one come out? Um... The this one was the oh this year oh, oh my gosh look DVD release this came out in March so that's why it wasn't available oh maybe you were telling the truth I guess 
<laughs> they just released it. But because when we had this contest, this was way before this time. So that means that, okay, maybe when you did look for it, it wasn't available. Well, you could get me the Blu-ray combo pack. For, for 11 dollars No, eleven seventy nine. Okay. And that, and, oh, God, there's extra cents. Yeah, I, I, I'm probably going to give you my password so you could send me, you know, the freaking, the, the DVD. Like, so you could use my Prime so I could get it even even faster, you know. I'll, I'll, I'll get it for you because you're, like, my co-host. Yeah. Well, you owe me. You lost the bet freaking stupid um no no i'm doing it out of the kindness of my heart everyone he's totally like trying to like make me look like i'm a bad guy here oh you're talking about we had our fans could literally go back to the beginning here a bet where we bet you got the date wrong and you lost and now you owe me the movie no he's like being no listen please don't listen to him like seriously Sanch takes advantage of me all the time, and I'm not even kidding you guys. Please help me. Please help Renata out. No, I want to hear my music. I have at least I have the soundtrack, so that's make, make Team Renata sure it's not Team Sanch. <laughs> you know what? That's true. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. We should then, ask them who their favorite host is. Well, they're gonna say you because you're a girl. They're gonna be like, Oh, Renata, better, better. So you're gonna get all the stupid love. I know. I walk out and like all the light is on me, and I'm like, Hey. <laughs> like, hear my voice and they're like sexy voice now, now I'm really talking seriously weird about myself anyway I'm not that special I'm a loser to the L so yeah let's continue on <laughs> alright well you owe me a movie so, okay yeah. gotcha alright awesome so let's let's do this okay so we're doing a special movie but before anything I want to I want to reply back to uh, a, a comment that I had wrote. Actually, it was based on our episode. Then I was I was at two comments. It was one from our fan Il Tino, and one from your mom. Though she didn't post, you directly told. You mean Renata's mother, my mother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Renata's mother. Because um, you made it sound like El Tino and your mother. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. Well, I'm looking at Renata. So I said your mom. Um, what you got? But yeah, Renata's mom. Um, Kim, right? Cavalieri. Yeah. Hi, or is it Cavallari? What was your last name? It's Cavallari. Cavallari. I know. I'm kidding. I'm just joking. Okay. So I I, I made uh because what it, was it in the episode I said it or did I post something where I said it was the weaker of it, 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 it was in the episode a little bit but it was more on Instagram I think. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was on Instagram first when we were teasing the episode and then I said yeah. anyway. Oh yeah 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 because El Tino actually posted. He said. He's like, oh, you know, Jack Nicholson is the greatest uh, out of all the Jokers. And I said, nah, he's the... And I'm like, I was just like, I'm like, nah, he's probably like the weakest. And then I even said it on the episode. And then that's when your mom also was like, what the heck? You know. My friend Dave even said Jack was better than all of them. And what did your mom say? My mom was like, oh, no. Oh, no, he's definitely wrong. Jack is the best Joker. Like, they had that serious... My mom was like, there was that gap from... I guess Caesar Caesar Romero, like, and she's talking like movies. Like you're thinking cartoons, you're gonna think like. I'm not you know, thinking cartoons. I'm just flat out thinking of of uh of voices of the no, <laughs> just the character itself, the whole character as a whole. Because see, here's Jack what is really I, I good. guarantee. I guarantee you, they're all based in just because it's Jack Nicholson. See, no, here's no, the no, thing. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. I when you when you want to, right all right. No, 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 no. I, I, here, I'm gonna let me because we we're not doing shout outs because we. I mean, this is in a sense a shout out because we're shouting back to the fan. <laughs> 
<laughs> Get it? Uh, no, no, no. But seriously, though, this is the reason why I say Jack is the weakest of the three. Now, now, when when you when you th- picture a movie, a character, it's like, for instance, when you see, um, like, let's. I mean, hell, I'm gonna use uh, uh like Heath Ledger, okay? And and you would say like any other, or or even um Daniel Day Lewis when they play a character that that you believe that character is real, like. The the actor is erased completely from that character. You don't even see anybody. You don't see an actor playing a character. You just see a, this is like a character they created. Like who? This is like a real person. That's what they make with Jack Nicholson when he plays the Joker. You're just seeing Jack Nicholson do an impersonation of the Joker. What he's saying because you just see Joker like in the beginning when he's Jack Napier. He's freaking like. He he's just Jack Nicholson. He's like talking like he has his voice. Like no, there's no transition from the difference between Jack Nicholson and the Joker. It's just Jack Nicholson overacting and 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 going crazy like with the scene. And I'm not gonna say it's terrible. Like I'm like oh it's a terrible like a Joker. I've never I never said it's terrible. But what it is, it's the weaker of the three. Now like for instance Heath Ledger, people were like when you just saw Heath Ledger, you're like really you think of like First Night like. You know, because if you can if you or, or uh, ten things I hate about you, because if you watch um, the cowboy movie, his acting in that, like he's like a, a like you're 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 impressed, like oh holy hell, like this guy is like a true character. So, but like if you look at him in the other films, you, you're like, how can he be the Joker? Like what the hell? But when he becomes the Joker, Heath Ledger's erased. You don't even see Heath Ledger. It's a whole new voice, mannerisms, Dad, everything. I gotta ask you a question. Out of all the Jokers, who is by far your favorite? Oh, see, I would even agree with him on that. And why is that? Because he was the original. He was the best. He just—he looked (laughs) just like the Joker. That's who they put everybody. Everybody that came after him, you notice they looked like him. Their faces were painted like him, and he was the master of it. The laugh. What a great laugh that was, wasn't it, for a Joker? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, because like the one thing I'm trying to like. The reason I'm like I'm talking about like because uh, everybody got on me because I said Jack Nicholson was the weakest of the of all the uh, Joker like people that played the Jokers and the reason I said not just I wasn't I never said that uh, Joker was terrible but the thing was it's like you just <laughs> saw Jack Nicholson like the voice like nothing changed the mannerisms are saying like it was just Jack Nicholson acting whereas to like for instance let's just say like Heath Ledger. You didn't even see Heath Ledger. You just heard a whole new character. The voice was different. Even with Cesar Romero, like, like you got this guy, like, where most people didn't even know that this guy is, you know, he's a Latino. Like, he even had a mustache, like, and he's playing the Joker. He's he's all zany, crazy. His voice, like, whoo! It's like, if you heard actual interviews with Romero, you, you wouldn't hear, like, you would hear, like, you, you, it's like a character that's, like, different with Jack. All I heard was Jack Nicholson as the Joker. That was it. I never saw any, any differences. Even with Mark Hamill, you know, Luke Skywalker, Mark Hamill, you hear him normal, but then when you, when you hear him portray the Joker, again, different voice, the laugh, like, everything, you don't hear these actors playing the character where with Jack Nicholson, I felt like it's just Jack Nicholson. That's it. There's nothing else except Jack Nicholson with face paint as if he's dressed up for Halloween and being like, I'm the Joker. And that's why I feel he's the weakest of the of the four who have played, who are well known of playing the Joker, in which I agree with you. Like, Cesar Romero is actually really good. I, I really enjoy him, too. Yeah, I, I agree with you, too, about Jack Nicholson. Heath Ledger, I think, was more of an evil 
Joker. He was more of that dark, that dark Joker. I, I liked, I, you know, I liked him and as the Joker too. He yeah. played a real good Joker. He was like more realistic, like a psychotic person. If well, they were like, well, the, the Cesar Romero that Batman was more, and and Jack Nicholson was more of a comedy Joker, which yeah, you know, hence Joker. Yeah. But uh, Heath Ledger was, I think, was more of like an evil, sinister yeah. Joker. Yeah. I mean, it's like with with Heath Ledger, it was more based of where like the books have gone because like it was right. in, it was in the eighties where like the, the 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 comics started getting like darker. There was more of a serious tone to it with like you know the, like the, you know the Dark Knight Returns and uh, the Killing Joke. Like when those books were released, like that's where like the Joker was becoming more sadistic. You know, the Killing Joke had an origin story. And that's, like, where Heath Ledger read that, like, where he got that in Arkham Asylum, where he read those comics, those graphic novels. And so, and and since then, like, Joker has been that. Like, he's just a, a crazy, sadistic character, whereas to Romero was basing it off of the comics of the time because the comics were more, like, happy feel there were comics like they weren't they weren't serious and they weren't dark at the time so romero was just doing a take on what the material existed where nicholson i felt he was trying to like do the seriousness of what was going on in the comics at the time but at the same time i felt he was more doing impersonation of romero's joker because if you look at the two they look exactly the same like romero and nicholson are so similar to each other where if you look at heath ledger's joker completely different even if seeing the character that that's voiced by mark hamill in the animated series like his voice everything completely different from all of them that's why i feel that jack nicholson all he did was like i'm gonna do romero's joker but be more over the top and try to be sinister but not change my voice i'm still gonna be jack nicholson's voice even the batman the movie the movie changed too it became more uh less comical it became serious yeah no, wait, yeah. the, the and, and that's why I think that was one of, that was probably the best one. The last one. You think the last one was the wait, you're talking like the, the last one no, with the Joker. The, I mean the oh I think the last one without the Joker was the best one. You think? But that Joker was with the Heat Ledger was good too. You you like the last one? I like the last one too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I didn't really I like the last I know. one. <laughs> Is that, I mean, the last like, one. Rich, there's nothing like the original. You know what I, uh, with the uh, with Cesar Romero and Adam West and, Adam West and Wait, all that. Wait, are you talking about the series of films, like the, the yeah. Chris Nolan movie, or are you talking about just the last film with Bane and Catwoman? No, the last the, the, oh, last the series, movie. the series of films. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I like I liked those. Um, I would have to say, because that was, even though it was like trying to take it in a real world, I felt like those were the ones that at least, for the exception of the third film, because there was three movies, the third film would I don't know what the hell they did with that one, but the the first two were the ones that I felt were closest to the comic were Batman, the Tim Burton one, like the first one I felt like though it did have some like, you know, all right, it followed the you know, the comics, still they did things where like Batman was killing people and using guns. That didn't exist even then. Um right. and then like the Joe Schumacher that's just garbage. What a, Joe Schumacher was trying to do campy as what this the the, the, the the, the show was in the 60s and it worked it, whatever it, for batman forever okay that's what he went for the the one he did afterwards was just total trash garbage everybody even apologized for that one but yeah like i think um in, in all like you you know the first time we ever saw batman yeah it had to be the 1960s batman you know and 
but like I said, with uh, the gut, it was a different time too back then. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They had to make it like like that comical way that they made that Batman. It was more for kids. Yeah. But it also had comical sides to it for adults. Yeah. That's true. So kept everybody's everybody's attention. I just realized there was always like one pretty girl with all the villains. Like the guy that like there was always like one right. beautiful, you, like hot girl. If you notice there was a lot of T V celebrities that played parts in it too. Yeah. yeah. That were big time actors. Yeah. And even even cameos there that you could watch a clip on YouTube that has all the cameos in the windows. So where they're like climbing, you see like Jerry yeah. Lewis and um, Sammy Davis Jr. Yes, was yes, just that. the other day I watched Saturday. I watched Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> open the window. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it was always cool. Like you just see, you know. And I even like when at one point they did a cool little crossover and they had the Green Hornet show up with Batman. That was awesome. That's well, a classic episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the one we always couldn't wait to watch. So there you go. So awesome. You you actually uh, you felt that Romero was the best. So okay. So so far, see. I mean, I will forever like Romero. But when you wanted to compare, like, I don't know, like, I, see, I did like Caesar Romero, but then again, I don't know, I'm a big Jack fan. I guess well, that's why. Why, I'm why do you like? Is it because you like Jack Nicholson? Look, I'm not going to disagree that Jack Nicholson is a he's a uh, great actor. But are you now choosing that, now it that based? you're like we're getting involved with this? Maybe like I mean. I, I'm, I don't know. I just, from the first time I watched it, I thought he was really, really good. I thought he played the part great. So I'm, I'm going to keep going with my first instinct ever since I watched it for the first time. All right. No, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. It's like Danny DeVito as the penguin. I didn't like him as the penguin. I thought he was scary. Yeah, I didn't like it. But all he was doing was, an, again, he was doing an impersonation of, of Burgess Meredith. Yeah, that, that's all he was doing was an impersonation of him. That's all because that's all he had to base it off. You know, instead of trying to create his own. Yeah, but character. he didn't look as. But I think he did make it different because he actually looked like a penguin, where he was dressed up as like, like you know. Yeah, a but that, that you can't you can't take credit for for that because all they did that was the special effects makeup team that did that. It wasn't like Devito showed up and said like, "Hey, I'm ready for you know, look at I'm in costumes." And like, no, they, they provided <laughs> that, you know, but. His, his his acting, I thought he was rah, rah, rah. you know he yes. was it was the same. He was you know he didn't give he didn't do his own take on. Well, what on is the a penguin. penguin supposed to talk like? Like I mean, but he like, well the penguin in the he's a, he's a mob boss like he's a he's a big you know yeah. He's yeah. Like, so it's like at that point you decided like okay how am I going to portray this? Whereas to in the in the comics like where I mean not the comics but where the Burton did it. This is a like a freak child, you know, that the parents dump him over the, the little sewer water thing and it floats <laughs> away. So they made him like he's mutated, like he looks like a scary penguin. So he's going to act like I'm a real penguin, wah, 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 you know, where Burgess Meredith, he was just a guy doing kind of like, wah, you know, like that over the top and zany, perfect for the show. But he created that. Before that, there was no penguin. You know, there was nothing to really base it off of. And Burgess went in there and said, this is going to be my take on it. Awesome. DeVito went in and said, I'm going to do the same thing he did instead of doing his own. Nicholson did the same thing. I'm going to do the same thing, but I'm going to give it my Jack Nicholson flair. Like my little, like I'm a little crazy, you know, um, the, his look and all that. That's all Nicholson did was give his Nicholson craziness, but Duber Romero's take on it. Right. It's true. Oh, you just said. So you just agreed. It's true. I, I do. I, uh, I don't want to admit it. <laughs> now we just got to convince El Tino and, and your mom, Renata. Because <laughs> they both Oh, yeah, we got to get Kimmy up here. <laughs> He's on a business school. Oh, Kimmy. 
they supposed to remake the series, Batman? Um, no. no you, well, you know what? Actually, no. He, he not. Oh, wait, TV on TV, they're they're doing Fox Eleven is doing a version uh, currently right now, but it's it's focused on on um, Jim Gordon. So it's taking place on Commissioner Gordon before he becomes Commissioner Gordon. So he's younger, and you get to see all the characters young. They've been posting pictures of all the people, and they look cool. But they're given they're they're kind of doing almost Nolan esque of this world where it's like it could t- kind of take place in the real world but still have a li- it like but some of the characters I'm like okay what are they doing so they are bringing the show back so I believe it'll probably premiere this fall on Fox and I'm hoping it's a hit because I, I and it and it's good like I like stuff that like you know I mean I always want to see Batman Batman succeed but sometimes there's some sides of Batman where I'm like eh there was once a cartoon I didn't like. But, yeah, we're going to get a live-action Batman. And we're finally going to get uh, the 60s series on DVD after all these years because it's never existed. We're finally going to get the whole series on DVD and Blu-ray. I was just reading that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited. Because the only way you were able to get it before is just, like, bootleg. You could go to, like, a, a comic show or something like that, and they'll have them. You could get blue, blue, uh, uh, bootleg. But now, like, that that's what's awesome because I've... I've always wanted to have that, but I I never bought the the bootlegs because I thought one day it's gonna happen, and yeah, it finally is. So it'll probably come out later this year around Christmas time, so that people could like you know buy them on holidays sure. and stuff. It's a smart thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it's always always is. I used to do that with a, a TV series called I don't know if you know Ultraman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never really fully watched it, but yeah, I, I do. I bought all the bootlegs for that, and then they came out with the DVD set right after that. <laughs> oh, man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I bought all them. You bought a lot of bootlegs for a lot of old shows that you still watch. Yeah. Because mm. a lot of times, it's like, a lot of the older shows, it's like they would just put them on, uh, <laughs> you know, bootlegs. But it, it's kind of, like, cool that a lot of those shows now are finally getting put onto DVD and Blu-ray. Yeah, it's great. You know, it's funny, though, is you really don't watch DVDs no more. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So rare. I still do. Everything's on TV. I mean, you could just click a button and you watch it on TV or on your computer. Yeah. Well, DVDs are, are I think that's the one that's heading out. That's why, like, you could go buy, like, the combo pack where you get the Blu-ray and DVD because it's the quality now. Everybody has HDTV, so everybody wants Blu-ray and pretty soon Blu-ray is going to disappear. But, like, with the DVDs, those are the ones that, like, slowly it's going to be the way of the VHS and just disappear. And they're not going to have, you know. And everybody, yeah, Netflix, they just go on and stream everything now. You know, yeah. most people have internet, so they're like, we'll stream it. Very simple. Yep. <laughs> All right, I'll let you get back to your show. All right, Daddy. Oh, saying some of the 80s toys I just bought. Oh, wait, tell, tell them really quick. You can't walk away and just say that. Oh, I just bought the toys from the 80s. I just bought a whole Long Ranger uh, play set. Oh, right on. Brand new and wrapped up. And you have a, it back there. Show them really quick. And a Halloween mask. A, set, a costume that used to be in the boxes. Oh, oh, my gosh. You gotta see it. It's, like, so cool. I remember those. Yeah, the the Halloween costumes, yeah, they would always come in a box. They came with a mask and, like, this weird costume that's all one piece, and you put it on. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) That that is, I remember, like, man, that is so cool. I love that. You got to take a picture of that. We got to post it. 
I got that. And then he has the vi- the the village, like the um the toy village playset. Dang, and that that one's not not opened. No, brand oh. new, wrapper store. Wow! Oh my gosh, that is so awesome. <laughs> Two scores. Seriously, I love I. The costume is awesome because I do remember because and and when I was a little kid, like there was those costumes were still like around. <laughs> I had the, <laughs> yeah. the Lion-O one. Oh, I my God, it's nephew. plastic. That's what they were. They oh, were my plastic. God. Yeah, it was just one whole thing that you put over, and then you had the mask. And that's where I remember going even to the department stores, and, and sometimes they would just hang them on hangers, and they had the mask yeah. on it. That's right. <laughs> that's so that's cool. My, the one I had was Batman. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, one Halloween, that's who I was, Batman. That's awesome. <laughs> and then what they used to do is they used to switch costumes, go back to the same house as that, the best candy. <laughs> that's awesome. So one person had his Batman costume over again. Dude, that's so cool. You got, Renata, you got to take pictures of that and then so we could post it on the on the site because then people are going to want to know what we're, we're talking about so they can see visually what, what oh, he just showed us. So when we post it, um, don't post the, the pictures yet, but when we post it, so there you go, fans. Um, when this episode airs, I mean, or when it's upload, you'll be able to see the images of what I'm actually seeing. And when, uh, you know, so Renata's going to take pictures and she's going to post it so you guys can see exactly what I'm talking about. And let us know if you've actually had, uh, if, if you're old enough, uh, if you had costumes like that when you were a kid, cause I did. So I, I know by that point when oh. Renata... <laughs> When, well, when Renata was a kid, because those didn't exist when you were a kid. 93? No. No, they were gone by then. So 93, they, they were yeah. big, in the, and now they're like, they're like the, what yeah, they are that, that's why I was saying, if you're old enough, being that the fact that at some point, those costumes disappeared, and that's why, like, with me, like, yeah, they, when I was a little kid, they existed, but when you were a little kid, so it's based on, like, our the age of the audience at that point. That's what I'm saying. If you, if you were around at that time that had those, then let us know. What you were, if you can even remember. Yeah, you had a nice costume for eight to ten dollars. Yeah, <laughs> a whole complete costume. Yeah, That's awesome. Oh my God. <laughs> All right, take Have care. Have a good Easter if I don't talk to you. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. You too. Thank you. Thank you. Guy, close the door. I will. Thank you. <laughs> so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I had the reply to. I mean, because I'm assuming, aside from Il Tino and Renata's mom. Probably other people too were like, "What the hell?" But you know, people tend to be shy, you know, uh, to even reply or, or anything. Or maybe they don't even have us on Instagram, you know. And that's the only way is just listening. So, so yeah. So I we just um, <laughs> there you go. So all right, ladies and gentlemen, I think it's time to we're we're at a good point, you know. So it's perfect. So let's get into Sanchez soundtracks. Ugh. All right, ladies and gentlemen. The soundtracks uh, this week, actually, I was messing around earlier, but this this movie has just it's filled with music, music references, everything about this this uh, this freaking movie is just awesome. You know, hold on, let me just pull it up right here. There we go. Okay. Well, obviously, with the soundtrack, it was of everything that was huge at that time in the eighties. Now, I'm I'm curious about. Some of the music, because see, here's the thing is, this movie, even though it was released in 1989, it was shot during 1987. But it's like, eh, you know, it's like, you know, they'll put on the thing. But with the music, there was two 
main songs that I loved, loved about this. Of course, obviously, we'll get into it more as we talk about the movie, but one of them was uh, Extremes Play With Me. Now, here's the thing. In the movie, you just hear awesome guitar wailing, like, you know, all that, and you're, like, digging it so much. But on the on the actual album, uh, there's lyrics. And if you've never heard the lyrics, it's terrible. Like, seriously, like, I love the guitar, but the singing, it's just, I don't know what the hell. The lyrics, they're just talking about tons of games. And it's, I mean, again, guitar, awesome. Look at that, boom. And it's literally asking if you want to play with them. And they name off, they name off every single game that you played as a kid. Like, I don't know, tic-tac-toe and watch it. See, they just said hacky sack, wiffle ball, monopoly, <laughs> you know, kick the can. Like, they're just naming things you played as a kid. That's all the lyrics are. And then that part's cool. And ladder. Simon says. Ollie, Ollie, oxen free, come on. And of course, this part is always awesome. So yeah, so that that's the one thing. You're, the, the whole lyrics are just stupid. It's just like they're shouting out every kid's game that they play or any kid's game that existed. And, you, and it's kind of like, okay, they ruined a good song with horrible lyrics. And then there's even a part where like little kids step in where like they start like singing along. The music goes soft and, and then it's just like... First come, like, K-I-S-S-I-N-G, kissing in a tree, whatever. First come love, first come marriage, first come, uh, whatever, in a baby carriage. Like, really? <laughs> what? That's in a, like, a, a metal song? Like, why? I don't know. The lyrics are horribly stupid. Like, they're just, I don't know. They're dumb. But then this is the best part of the song. This is, this moment is what makes up the song. Just picture Joan of Arc like doing her hardcore dancing, beat the oven like going away on his keyboard. So classies and Billy the Kid. Yeah, man, you. This is the best part. I'm like doing the hand motions that Joan of Arc did. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you see, um, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Ah, Christ. Uh, No, no, that's the other guy, the Asian dude, Mongolian, the Mongolian guy. Oh, Genghis Khan. Yeah, Genghis Khan, you know, gaining away. We, know, we didn't even say the movie, and we're already talking about characters. <laughs> <laughs> People know. They, when they download, they know. know. <laughs> say it now. Right now. Oh, well, we're obviously, if you don't know what the hell we're doing, we're talking about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Um, actually, I, I don't know why I didn't say it from the get-go. Uh, normally, I talk about the movie, and then I go into the soundtrack, but... <laughs> 
yeah. So yeah. He was so excited. He was like the song. <laughs> and another song. It's the. It's the. I'll, I'll end off with this song. Um, this song is the last song I'll do before we get right into the movie. But this, this one, I really, really dig this one. And and this band, like I, I, I remember after when like you know internet was starting to get popular and you could start looking for stuff. And I was like, I started trying to find things I could never find. So I looked this up, and then I saw the video, and the video looks pretty cool, but it, it, it reminded me of a very, like, 80s version of Blue Man Group, because they're very percussion-orientated. Like, they're like the way they're playing the drum and all that, I was like, oh, what the hell? But this has to be uh, Big Pigs, uh, I Can't Break Away. Oh, wait. There you go. Boom. I don't know. That's that right there in the beginning where it says Nelson Entertainment, and then... You know, the, the it shows the, the name, and the weird thing starts floating down like a ruby. You know, and it's starting to float, and then it just shows all the title characters. Keanu Reeves, you know, and so on and so forth. Uh, Alex Winter, and, you know, uh, George Carlin, and then it's just, like, landing. And it's all... And I was like, oh, I love this freaking song. Even as a kid, I thought this song was awesome. I still love this song. Yeah, and Big Pig. I remember I just thought the name was funny, Mom. Big Pig. And then the drums, like, kicks in all awesome. I'll, I'll, I'll get to It's just all crazy percussion, drums, everything. I mean, it's 80s for you, but it's still freaking awesome. And then I never knew what they were saying as a kid, but I thought it was awesome. It's a great song. I think the reason why we like so many songs is because we just are obsessed with just a certain beat in our head. And we don't care what the lyrics are. The lyrics, it just means something totally horrible. But if it has a nice beat, it's like, yeah. yeah. Well, like, for instance, that, like, that part where the people go, oh, we burn, watch. Like, what is that? Yeah, like the part with the guys, I never knew what the hell, I could, I never even looked it up, I don't even know what it means, but anyway, so yeah, and then obviously they have a bunch of other great songs on there, like if you're into like the 80s, like metal, I mean, you know, like, uh, freaking, when, you know, when Napoleon, ooh, yeah, 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 and then he's all like right there at the water park. We'll get into it. We're gonna right now. We're gonna get into it. Slide. Yeah, <laughs> and then two heads are better than one. You know. Two heads are better than one. By Power Tool. Yeah. I like when like. Oh wait, I don't want to get into anything yet. No, you know what? <laughs> Boom. Let's get into it now. Let's talk about that. So there you go, Sanchez soundtrack. All right, now. As we, as we did, you know, we were talking about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. So since I've been talking this whole time, it's time for Renata to talk and just let's do it. Okay. So, like, I'm completely obsessed with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Also, I think I'm even a more huge fan of Bill's ex- no, Bill's, um, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Even though it was a 90s film, I still consider it 80s because... The first one was made in the 80s, so it will forever be another 80s movie that I absolutely love. I don't consider it 90s. I'm sorry. But it's well, such bogus? an awesome... Are you talking about Bogus? Yeah. Well, Bogus 91. 
Oh yeah, I know. I'm saying it's an it's a '90s movie, but we'll always consider '80s. I don't know why. Because you're dumb. Because I am dumb. <laughs> no, I'm not dumb, but yeah, <laughs> I'm dumb. I'm gonna have like this constant battle of saying that I'm dumb and I'm not. But anyway, um, I just really, really, really enjoy the movie. It has so many good songs, so many funny moments, so many awesome quotes. Um, I'm just in love with Bill and Ted, especially Bill. I always had a crush on Bill for some reason. Yeah. Like, I always did. I don't know what it was, but, like, like Keanu Reeves was too stupid for me to, to like, like him in that movie. And he was, like, the dumber of the two. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, like, it was pretty much, like, a dumb and dumber, but, like, kid version in the 80s. But, like, they were cuter and, yeah, adorable. Yeah, well, no, what I'm saying is that, yeah, like, Ted was the dumber of the two. I felt Bill was the, the smarter of the two, even though, you know... Yeah, but they both kind of had, like, a little bit of a... Like, like they're not the brightest crayons in the crayon crayon. No, I, I get that. Um, yeah. But it, it's kind of like... I, if we have to, you know, relate again to dumb characters, you got um, freaking, you know, Lloyd Christmas and, and Harry... I forget his last name. Um, so you got from Dumb and Dumber. One of them is a bit smarter than the other. Harry was smarter than Lloyd. You know, but yes. they were still both stupid as to where, yeah, Bill and Ted, I felt Ted was the dumber of the two. Because if you watch the movie, Bill is always the one that kind of comes up with the ideas and schemes and and stuff. Yeah, and plus it's kind of like, like, like Ted will go on about something embarrassing that Bill did. Like, oh man, your dad's going to go for it in your room. Shut up, Ted. <laughs> Do you think? Do you remember her when she went to the prom? We were like a freshman. Shut up, Ted. <laughs> like you mean? Okay, so if no one knows what I'm talking about, um, Missy, which is a girl that was a senior while Bill and Ted were freshmen, and they wind up in the first one. She winds up marrying um, Bill's father, so it's kind of like stepmom. So imagine how weird that would be. That would be totally weird and uncomfortable, especially if you know they're about to like do something nasty and. You know your bedroom and I know in his room. That's what's funny. She show hey, and you notice how the sandwiches are all burned. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're like trying to make that joke of like typical blonde girl, young, doesn't know how to cook, but she tries. Yeah, and then the father's like, "Here, why don't you go get something at the store?" <laughs> <laughs> and he just kicks him Ew. out. <laughs> I'm freaking out. But then in the second one, he winds up hooking up with Ted's father. She winds up hooking up with Ted's father, so... Yeah. And then at the end of it, she ends up hooking up with the villain of the movie. If you see the newspapers... Uh, oh, really? Yeah, and in the end, you know, when when they're, they're singing that that, uh, that Kiss song, the their, 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 their huge hit that saves the world. Yeah. Rock and roll, we're back! How's it go? Well, during uh, that during that little part, and in the credits roll, there's a montage of like newspapers that fly kind of to the screen during the credits, and it kind of shows like how like stuff changed, the world changed, and in there it shows how Missy the Wed, what's his name? I forget the character's name, the villain. I of read the him home. too. He but wasn't yeah. like big for me to yeah. understand. But anyways, uh, let's go back to eighties. Let's uh, let's let's stick to Bill and Ted. Excellent adventure. Yeah, but Bill, like, I like I always had a crush on him. Like, I would make my boyfriend like, I would, I, like he would always he always wears a baseball cap in the summertime. So what I do, I'm like, 
And he had like long hair at the time. So I would like switch his hat. He was like, I un- I know, I know. And he would switch it to the point where like he would make his hair like come out like from the back. <laughs> like, like put his hat backwards. And I'm like, he's like, oh, come on, Renata. I mean, like he liked it. But then again, I just was like, <laughs> we were frontwards. <laughs> I would just be like, I would give him the look. I'd be like, you should have him look more like 80s uh, Bill, where you should have him wear, like, a sweater and cut off the sleeves and, and cut off, like, up to about, like, his above his, like, rib cage. Actually, I didn't like that. I didn't like that look for Bill. <laughs> I, I and that, that was, like, see, that's what's funny. Like, if you dress like that today, compared to how... told something else. Yes, like you... exactly. Yeah, we, we, you know what that word is. Well, in the, I'm going to say the word because there's a scene in this movie that you know for a fact... Be careful, it's two. What? They say that word. No, no, no but what I'm saying is that there's a, <laughs> there's a scene, and actually, yeah, there's both, both movies actually have one word that, that, that I know for a fact... In the third one, they won't use this because it was in the time. So the there's this there's the scene when they're in the you know in medieval times era. You know, um, not sure where exactly they travel to, but when they're there, they when when Ted you know and Bill when Bill realizes Ted is alive when you know he I'll get into that right now because this part pisses me off. But anyways, and they <laughs> hug they hug so they're because they're so happy. You know, that Ted's not dead and they're happy to see each other. And then when they unhug, like, they look at each other and they go, fag, you know. <laughs> and it's like, at a time, as a kid, you laugh, like, ah, you know. But now, you're like, all right, the, whoa, whoa, you know, calm down, hey, you know. That's the one thing, like, that would be the difference then because it's like, oh, why, you know, why is he, you know. It's like, when you look at it now, you're like, all right, that's, you know, it's like, he's why is he calling him a fag? Oh, because he hugged him because he's a guy, you know. But back when... It was used for comedy. Like, that's why, like, let's just go back to National Lampoon's Vacation. We did that a while ago. When when they drive, they actually get off on the wrong exit. When I think they're in, in, in Atlanta, they end up going down a neighborhood where it's just all black. Like, you know, you see all the houses, stoops, and there are all these black people. And they flat out rob them, you know. And he's like, oh, you need directions? Give me money. And it's just, it's so horribly stereotypical. Like, I mean, <laughs> stereotyping, like people are being crooks criminals like you know shady and even now like when you look at what well, ivan reitman um no no not ivan Reitman. i'm sorry uh harold ramus uh who directed it he he talks about that scene that, like well i mean i know he passed away but in, like in an interview he's like all right that's probably like the 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 down the worst you know moment of like the movie like that is just like wow that joke was like okay that because now we're so far that but back when you know lung duck dong you know in in 16 candles again another character that was like what's happening hot stuff you know and every time they mention his name you would hear the the gong you know it's like they they back when you, you could do stuff that that like you know you could not get away with now and that, i think that's one joke when they say you know they hug each other and they go fag you know and like oh i remember as a kid i would laugh at that because i i just thought it was a, a humor moment not like i'm bashing on anyone but i just thought oh, it was funny you know because they were embarrassed to embrace each other but then my now, favorite word that they use you medieval dickweed <laughs> well why is that bad no, I'm saying that's one of my funny things that they say, like that I still laugh at today. Oh, okay, all right. Well, one of my favorite things that I, to to this day I still like saying, and sometimes I'll post every now and again. And there's always people that would jump on board. Is just strange things are foot at the Circle K. I love that line. 
<laughs> it's not that it's funny, but it's just great. It's just like, yeah, man, like strange things are afoot at the Circle K. And it's just like, it's just a classic line to me that, you know, but there's also cool things because they don't understand. Like, he's like, he's like, put them in the Iron Maiden. And then they're like, excellent. Cause it's like Iron Maiden. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. You know, <laughs> I love, I love that. Um, there's other, there's other lines and, and I, I can't even, oh yeah. Geek. <laughs> oh, I love that. They just, it's like, um, we're, uh, we're from history and he pulls out the yeah. wanted sign. <laughs> it says Billy the Kid. And he's like, he's my, and here's my partner. Socrates, and he goes, Socrates, you know, trying to correct Socrates. him. And then the girl's like, oh my God. And then that's when he's like, Oh hello. my God, you're such a geek. Yeah, he comes over, he's like, hello, uh, I am Sigmund Freud, but you can call me Ziggy. And they're like, and and oh then God. they start laughing like, oh my God. And he's like, you coming down with the mild case of hysteria. And then he's like, you are such a a geek. Like, she says it weird. Did you ever notice how she says geek? Yeah, because she's laughing because she's holding her so You are such a geek. Uh, yeah, she, it doesn't sound like she says geek. Like, it sounds, I don't know, it sounds weird. But then that's when, like, they ro- walk away. Billy the Kid gets all pissed off. Like, he's like, ah, oh, like, nice going, you know. You know, he gets all mad. And, and, and so Crates looks at him and goes, geek, and laughs and walks away. He's like, what is a geek? <laughs> I love that part. No, I love like honestly, Socrates has to be my one of my favorite characters in that movie besides Napoleon. Oh, how come? Socrates because his if you if you watch it long enough, you see his facial expressions. His facial expressions are hysterical. Like when they first go to the medieval part, he li- <laughs> if you look from the side view, like they're all talking. Like Bill and Ted are talking as they're coming out of the phone booth, and then. Socrates, or well, so, like Socrates. Socrates. <laughs> he holds his hands out and he's like, like he can't breathe and he's just making a face like he doesn't know what to do. Like he doesn't know whether to panic, faint, or like. Watch <laughs> <laughs> that scene, like as they're coming out of medieval time and just look at Socrates' face. Yeah. And then, and then I love when they're like random things, like there's that awkward silence of them going up the escalator when all the historical people are at the mall, and he, and then Bill's like, "So great, watch your robe, dude." <laughs> <laughs> and it's cool, yeah. I lo- I like that scene because it's just like it shows them like in our world, like what the hell, like what is this place? You know, it's, it's I think it's my favorite scene is the the mall scene. Yeah, the mall scene. Yeah. And it's cool. Like you, like I said, we, we, we mentioned the scene where they try hitting on girls like Billy the Kid. Like, they're going to hit on two girls. Even an old man is trying to hit on the chick. Like, Well, he doesn't know any better, so that gives him, like... No, you know. no, I, I know that. But it's, it's just funny because it's like you see this and then they feel... Even though they were already, like, like kind of... La- they were laughing at them. They believe they had a shot until stupid Freud came on Ziggy, you know? Um, I Ziggy? Yeah, and, and then, you know, you have, you have, as you say, Beethoven, you know, when he goes and, and he's like... So are you uh, are you a musician? You know, and then and, and he's like, here. Sometimes like, and he's like, like, here, try this. You know, it's all playing, and he laughs. And I, I wish you could hear what he actually played. Like, even though they're they're going over the they're playing the you know extremes play with me song, I wish you could actually hear what he was playing if he you know really played. But they should have had a scene where you could hear. Um, but the one thing I I. I Here's a here. I'm going to talk about something that pissed me off because we already, already mentioned two scenes. One, let's go back, you know, so we could just trail back a bit. The part when I said when they hug each other and they look at each other and they're like, oh, you know, um, how did Bill even get out? Because that's the thing. Ted, I mean, 
Yeah. Uh, Bill looks at him and, you know, he's like, he's like, you made of a dickwad or whatever, you know, and he, he fights the guy. But, like, Ted rolls down the stairs and he falls down, you know, and I like, actually, that's another line that he goes like, man, these, these things are heavy. Yeah. Heavy metal. <laughs> and then they go, you know, but when they're fighting, they're like, I'm Ted, you know, Vader or whatever. They're like doing Star Wars, you know, and then when he falls, he's like, hey, you know, he's like, oh, Ted. And then he goes and right away he sees the suit on the floor and here comes the guy and stabs him. How is it even remotely possible for Ted to even slip out? Because he says he's like, he's like, Dad, I thought you were dead. He's like, yeah, Bill. He's like, I He's like, it slipped out of my suit when I, when I, I fell. And I was like, what? How the hell is it even possible? It makes, that, that, even since I was a little kid, I, that scene never made sense. That, that scene never made sense to me either. But also there was another, like, I didn't understand it. Like, you know, when they're, they're like getting like everybody, like, you know, inside the, um, like when two heads are better than one song is playing and like, they're all getting the historical people yeah, to yeah. finish it off. Well, when they get to Joan of Arc. She stands there, and they're just staring at her, like, weirdly. They're, like, and, and they're holding out their hands. Like, do they think she was pretty? Or, like, or like, did they, it was just weird. Like, I didn't understand what, like, was going on. No, no, no. Well, what was going or on she in, was, was she just, like, oh, my God, Joan of Arc. Well, no, no, no. What they were doing is that they realized, like, because, you know, Joan of Arc, her thing was, like, like, oh, it's like, you know, she's praying to God. Because it was something I think, like, she felt like it was, uh, I can't remember the whole history of Joan of Arc, honestly. I remember even watching. I know Joan of Arc. She, like, helped to save France. Yeah, because... well, I mean, but she was religious. Like, that yeah, was the she thing. Was like, she was very religious. So, in that part, when they f- showed up, she's in prayer. So, they were going to act as if we are angels sent from God to for you to bring, you know. So, they were playing the part. Like, they were trying to do like stuff that would relate to like you know for instance when abraham lincoln they're all candy graham you know when they and which i do that sometimes i'll knock on people's doors and i'll do that i'll be like candy graham i've been doing that for years and i don't candy know why from mongo what candy graham from mongo mongo like candy <laughs> <laughs> that was a blazing saddle drop yeah i know <laughs> that's why it just was funny it was like but but yeah, like they did that because they knew it was like a you know a gram or something like that, like a tele a telegram, all these things. So Abraham Lincoln, that's how they got you know, they felt like Genghis Khan was a, he was all about food. So if we show him a Twinkie, we'll bring him in, and that's what that scene was with Joan of Arc. She's praying, and then boom, she feels like these men are sent from heaven from God, and that's what they did. They were pretending to act like we are angels join us come with us but how how the hell can they fit all those people in a telephone booth is beyond me remember like the telephone booth winds up turning sideways like a friggin' like yeah (laughs) and that makes sense that i mean that made sense there you know but for the rest of the film i don't get it and originally it was supposed to be like a, a um a van you know the the van that they use in the second film the wild stallions van that they drive around in you yeah. know, um, that was supposed to be the original concept of the time traveling machine for them, but they felt it would have been completely ripping off Back to the Future, so they instead switched it to the phone booth, in which most you know at that time it's like, oh well, Doctor Who they had a phone booth, they use how that's how they time travel, but here in America at that time, like you know, no one ever really got that idea. And I remember hearing an interview with Alex Winter talking about like the the guys, the writers, the influence was 
like they they were fans of Doctor Who, so there was that influence of using the phone booth as a time machine, you know. Um, but yeah, like there, I didn't get that. And then the last thing, uh, I just want to say that uh, I didn't understand why certain people were arrested. Okay, Billy the Kid, I think he should have probably been the worst. Yeah. Because he used a gun in the mall. He shot off a gun. So he should have been like SWAT team would have shown up. Because this guy's using live ammunition. He's a, He has a gun in a mall around a crowded public place. So he probably, he actually, because he used a firearm, cops could have right away shot him and killed him. Like, so that I don't understand. Um, uh, freaking Genghis Khan, he went crazy. So cops would atta- go after him. But yeah. like, for instance, Socrates, unless there's deleted scenes, what did Socrates do? Nothing. You know, but he was with. Um, I guess, yeah, him. guilty by and association. And he had like a little word on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I guess guilty by association. Um, you know, they he would have Abraham Lincoln. By Beethoven got like you know what like, arrested for what though? He had a crowd of people enjoying his music because the guy all they would have said like they wouldn't have arrested him. They would have been like, all right, you got to leave. You, they they would have called security and say you got to go. Okay. But he wasn't fighting. He wasn't doing anything. The cops would have shown me like, hey, I like this music too. He's like, yeah, but I need him to go. I want to sell my merchandise. He's just loitering. He's playing music. All right, all right. You know, you got to go. Sorry, you can't be here playing. And Freud looked like a normal human being. Like he, like you think Freud was the most like normal one looking. Yeah. What did he it? do? And Joan of Arc, what did she do? They would have just. She, she she pushed the guy the 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 um the exercise instructor out of the way. Yeah, but but what? Well, she didn't really assault her. She started exercising in the class. All they would have done, I feel like, cops would have just came and said, "You can't do this, Emma." They're trying to do a demonstration, and even though people, as they were taking her away, you hear you hear the crowd going, "Oh, hey, no!" Like they're saying, "No, that's not cool," because we're we're digging her. And all they would have did was just escort her out of the mall. That's it. They would not have arrested her. They would have said, you know what? You can't do this. And they would have escorted her out. You know, like most of them, I don't feel deserve to get arrested. And yet they got arrested. But but why? That's why. Only people that should have been arrested were Billy the Kid, probably Abraham Lincoln, because he assumed he was stealing from him. So stealing, yeah. But they probably would have just given him a slap on the wrist, maybe. But still, he was stealing in his eyes, and and Genghis Khan for going crazy. The rest of them, they did nothing wrong. They were just there, and they got arrested and sent to jail. I know it's part of the plot of the movie, but when you think about it realistically, it's not possible. It doesn't make any sense. Beethoven, you were rocking out. You shouldn't have been arrested. No, you know what was also stupid? Like, Abraham Lincoln's part. Like, he knows they're in a different time, they're in the future. And he's like, you don't understand. I'm Abraham Lincoln. And I'm like, and he's like, yeah, dude. Like, you know, like, to, like take off the hat and everything. Like, like, he knows that it's the future. He's dead. Why would they think that he was still, why did Abraham Lincoln think that, like, somehow, like, Abraham Lincoln could exist today? You know because, what I mean? Because he's from the past he traveled there from the past to the future so he's trying to be like no 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 you don't understand i am abraham lincoln like yeah but no one was gonna believe him did he but he doesn't know that he because because obviously bill and ted believe him they got brought him so bill and ted aren't in in on so they're like hey you know what let me let me share guess what and in his mind he probably believed you know back when like the way people thought to the way they they maybe he thought they think now or in that time in 87 when they filmed it you know um maybe he would have thought that person would have been like wow like you're Abraham oh that's awesome instead the guy's like yeah get out of here because the the thought process then are like you're crazy get out of here you know and, and and plus why do you ask him for a beard 
he would he could obviously realize that was a real beard. He's like, I need the hat and the beard back. And he's yeah. like, oh, but, well, hold on, you don't understand. I am Abraham Lincoln. And yeah, 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 come on, man. And then he's like, oh, it's just my hat. And, he, like, yeah. runs <laughs> and that's when it starts. He pushes them in and you hear, and then you hear the, <laughs> yeah, and then you hear the awesome song and then they're playing. But I like, yeah, so crazy. I, I like him. He's fun because, yeah, Billy the Kid, he runs and he shoots up the gun. Push. You see the cops and then you see Socrates with the water gun, like, ah, all happy, like a happy old man. I like him. I know, I love him. He's like, he's like, uh, I'm Super Freud. He's like, you're not Super Freud. Why do you think I'm not Super Freud? Why do you can't be asking me these questions? <laughs> Tell me about your mother. <laughs> and he's like, ah, he gets up and he's like, do you need a chair to lie down? <laughs> no, I'm need a couch to lie on. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like that scene. Abraham Lincoln, L-I-C. Oh, <laughs> I, know. Like, I know how to spell Lincoln. And he's like, birthday, February 12th, 1809. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, too, like, uh, about that movie is, um, well, you know what? Let, let's get to some. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure was released in on February 17th, 1989. So, yeah, so, it was same, you know, it's kind of cool that last week's episode we did Batman, released in 89, and now we did another movie released in the same year. So that was pretty cool, but this time it was released in February. The thing was is this movie was originally filmed in 1987 and was supposed to be released in 88, but what happened was that there was the, the studio who was making it went bankrupt. So at that point, that's when Orion slash Nelson Pictures bought the rights and then released it in 89 so this movie was almost like in a sense two years old i mean it was two years old but and and there's a scene that when you see the teacher he's like you know your report you got to do your report on characters of how they would feel about you know san demas about you know 1989 san demas or whatever it's it's uh done over it's like dubbed over because it actually he says 1987 so that was the one thing it, it takes place at a later time but aside from that you know it was actually supposed to be released like they're just going to release it on cable but luckily you know we got it on video and it became a huge hit it was a it was a, a positively uh, it became like almost like a cult film but it was still a huge hit so you can't really label it as a cult because it was always a hit um i mean like i don't know i mean like i just felt like that it's something that like you it's a movie that i can honestly say i could watch over and over again and laugh yeah um especially napoleon dynamite yeah napoleon dynamite no (laughs) napoleon bonaparte (laughs) Um, yeah i like him i mean come on like remember the the buttons that you sent me yeah you gotta put the button on um yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? Actually, um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll take, I'll take a button of. I mean, take a button of it. I'll take a picture of it and then <laughs> post it. <laughs> but yeah, like that part's cool. Like you know, he's like when they go. Z-. I mean, first off, who's this little boy? Like I know he's the he's the brother. That's 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 uh, Deacon. That's I know uh, I know he's the brother. But who is this kid, man? Because he has two girls that go around with him everywhere. Like, damn, this guy's a little pimp, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they're twins, but seriously, like, he's like, yeah, take them out, show them around. So he's like, hey, what's up? Like, girls, you want to go out with me and Napoleon? Like, like he, he has, the, even when he's at baseball practice and they go in and ask him, like, 
He's like, you ditched him? Yeah, he was a dick. You know, and you look off in the side. There's the two girls sitting there all laughing, giggling. It's just like, damn, like, this guy has, like, two girls he hangs out with. Like, all right, you know, and then they go and they get their ziggy piggy ziggy. <laughs> and those two guys are, I guess, the the cameo is the, you know, cameo or whatever. Those two guys are the writers to the for the movie. Mm-hmm. So they're they are the Ziggy Piggy guys are responsible for Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. The Woo! greatest ice cream imaginable. <laughs> yeah, and then the, I think the best part is when they go. I, I mean, I like doing it's line wise, but when they're he goes bowling, you know, and then that's when he tries to change the line. He goes and he sells. He yells yet 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 or what does he say? I mean, he says shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they leave and they go. Yeah. Excuse me, Monsieur. Yeah. Whoa, 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 buddy! You have to pay. Pay? Pay? (laughs) Yeah, 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 pay. And then he's like, and then he throws me out, and he's like, Yeah, you have to pay, buddy. Buddy? (laughs) Pay? Yeah, pay. And then they throw him out. I love how like the water, the water park is Waterloo, and it relates to Napoleon, because like that, like the Battle of Waterloo, that's the one. Or either that or the ABBA song, Waterloo. No. (laughs) Get you. (laughs) Come on, you know you love it. Right? It's It's the greatest song ever. No, all right, no, no. Anyway, so yeah, yeah. But all right, here. Let me just tell you people something. This movie takes place in San Dimas, California. San Dimas, California is like I could. I, it would take me ten minutes to get there in drive. So I'm right by San Dimas. So far, two films that have taken place. And you know what? Not even. We've already done three movies in the '80s that are I'm remotely close to. One is Magic Mountain, where they filmed Wally World over there. You know, and, and um. In Valencia, California, that is probably like a 40-minute drive for me, maybe less. Um, and then we have Back to the Future. The mall is right by, and where, you know, freaking George and Lorraine's houses, they're, they're right by, you know, that's that's maybe like a 10-minute, 15-minute uh, drive. The mall is actually a 10-minute drive. And then you got San Dimas, California. Here's the thing, though. San Dimas, California, that is not San Dimas, California. I don't know why. They call it San Dimas. The only part that becomes actual San Dimas is in the beginning when they first talk about, you know, when they're like, where would you go if you were stranded here in San Dimas, you know, and they go water loops. And the part when the music starts, the, you know, the freaking song. And at that point, when the song starts, you see a bunch of clips of a water park. That right there is a water park called raging waters. That is San Dimas, California. But then the moment that you see Napoleon riding the rides, that is a completely different place. It's like a water park. I don't know what it is. You know, um, uh, I I have no idea where the hell that's at. uh, But it's, um, I don't know. I think they said it was in Arizona. But it's like a golf place. And so, so yeah. um, And then also, too, I mean, you remember that scene, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, you notice how, like, at one point, he's, he picks up, like, a little girl running up the stairs. Imagine your dad being I there know. and sees some man pick you up and carry you up. And another point, he's there's a little girl about to get on the slide, and he's, like, he looks like he's kind of motioning, like, you want to go with me? Like... No, he, you know, he teaches her. He's, like, like, like it's, it's like, don't be scared. And he goes... He's, like, you could do it. It's, like... 
Yeah. He's just teaching her how to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It sounded like she was scared. So yeah, so that's the that's what uh, Renata was referencing when she said Waterloo. This is actually what she meant was Abba's song. <laughs> Waterloo. No, it was not. Yes, it was. ABBA, Waterloo. The Battle of Waterloo has no. to do with Napoleon Waterloo. Bonaparte. Yeah, well, technically, the song is about that, actually. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Look it up. No, it's not. How much you want to bet? I'm not betting anything. <laughs> <laughs> Betting's gone between me and him. I'll be broke by the time I bet. <laughs> I already owe him a... Okay, I owe Sanch a box of tasty cakes. Oh yeah, you do. And I owe him the Alvin and the Chipmunks DVD. My my, at Waterloo, Napoleon did surrender. Oh yeah, and I have met my destiny in quite a similar way. The history book on the shelf is always repeating itself. Waterloo, I was defeated. You won the war. <laughs> Waterloo, promised to love you forevermore. Waterloo couldn't escape if I wanted to. Waterloo, knowing my fate is to be with you. Waterloo, finally facing my Waterloo. So there, it's like a love song, but they kind of are. It's me- a love song. Yeah, with the mixture of Waterloo, you know, Napoleon. <laughs> this is a song you proposed to your history teacher. Like, and if you wanted to, like, say, if you were marrying a history teacher, she would fall in love. She'd be like, "Oh my god." This is about the Battle of Waterloo. Oh my god, this is so romantic. Please marry me. Yeah. So what I... Oh, gotta talk about George Carlin. Awesome that George Carlin was in this movie. Um, but I think when I was reading, they wanted to go with a more serious tone. Like, they wanted to get someone, I think... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Sean Connery. That's who they wanted. They wanted Sean Connery oh, to play Rufus. You know, and I think Sean Connery would have been great, but I felt it would have been, like, <laughs> too serious. But then they went with that, like, like I know Alex Winter said it was a happy accident having George Carlin, and, and yeah, and after that, it's like, you always saw George Carlin as Rufus, and I mean, I'm, I thought he was great, you know, I just don't get the future, like, I know the second movie shows the future, but the future just looks weird, like, there's three people just sitting there, you know, um, and they're just like, oh, you know, what is the future, we gotta save the future, and they're all doing their strumming, you know, party on you know and act be excellent to each other but what does the future look like i know he's like we have the best water slides ever you know bowling bowling score averages are up mini score averages are down you know like okay everyone bowls i guess and he's like even the dirt is clean like how is that even possible how is dirt clean dirt um soil is that possible i don't know yeah dirt can be clean because like doesn't have no like trash in it you're trash i'm kidding (laughs) Um, so well, yeah. we all heard that Team Renata all the way No, it's all about me <sighs> Can we talk about two? 
since now we can't talk about two because two is, takes place in 1981, so we're not. Oh, it has so many good lines in it. Nope, sorry, no. I mean, we're 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 talking about Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Bogus okay. Journey. Nope, nope. So so oh yeah so okay. I mean, I know we, we, we took up a lot of time talking about the Joker, and we had a cool little special guest there. But, yeah, like, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I mean, all in all, it's a fun movie. Like, I'm watching it, and that's why, even though my complaints, the complaints are just stupid, like, weird things that really doesn't affect the storyline or anything. Like, it's still a great movie. And I, and I think I'm going to leave it off with this. But one of the greatest things is their use of time travel, where... I, I don't I don't know if I've even seen this in another movie yet or even before if we want to think time travel because Back to the Future didn't do this but what I love is in in Bill and Ted's they're like man he's like he's like oh my dad he locked him up and he won't let him out he's like oh he's like Ted he's like what do we do he's like he's like only if we had like you know more time he's like we do have time after the report we'll travel back in time. And then we'll, you know, and they're like, oh, we'll leave the keys here. And I'm like, that's awesome. Because then all they had to do was like, they could easily been like, all right. You know, and I remember I used to do that. Okay, what I'm going to do if time travel exists, I'm going to, when I'm going to travel back and, and stash a bag of money right here. <laughs> and then I don't see the money. But I'm like, that was cool how they did that. Like, all right, you have a, a, a machine, like a, a tape recorder. Yeah. All right, after the show, remember to travel back in time and leave a tape recorder. And it was kind of cool that they did that, but they only used that twice. But they could have done that for everything. Like, oh, you know, we could do this, this, and that. So that was kind of cool that they did that with, like, time time travel. Also, too, the use of the clock where it's like... Yeah, hey, don't forget to wind your wine. Exactly. Wherever they traveled, it didn't matter. When they returned back to San Dimas, they had to make sure they traveled back to the exact same time and day as what the watch says because if not they will travel back a day and that's why they land up right there they end up in circle k and then they're like 69 dudes uh, and they laugh Whoa. <laughs> so yeah so let's uh let's have some uh, last words on bill and ted's excellent adventure go renata yeah it's an awesome awesome mo- actually it's a most excellent movie it's mm-hmm. most excellent and it it just if you haven't seen it by any chance, please watch it. It's it's fun for I think fun for all ages. I think kids that are I, I think kids will laugh at it. But like I mean I guess maybe like ten years old. I think a ten year old could see this and like find it amusing, especially if they're learning social studies. You know, it, it's a fun. It's for history, for comedy, yeah. for good looking guys. And maybe like misty, good-looking girls in Joan of Arc, but if you find Joan of Arc hot, um, <laughs> it's um it's it's an awesome movie, and I personally love it. So many good quotes, one of my faves. All right, awesome. How about you? I clap my hands. Um, I mean, I said so much about this movie, but honestly, like I said, what what before, like I, I cut myself off and I started talking about the time travel aspect of it. But I think it is. It's a really good movie. Um. You know, even watching it, you could tell the how it's dated, you know, like, oh, like, just the way they're dressed and all that. But I think all in all, it's a good story, you know? It's, like, the the use of, like, time travel, and then, like, they get all these characters. And I guess there were supposed to be more characters when they had the van, but they didn't want to copy it back to the future. But they would have had more characters in it. But, it, I mean, it's just cool, like, that whole use of everything and, and how they, they you know, um, it is funny. The Even the music, though, it's, like, 
you know, I I wasn't a fan of the music like at that point when my age, but it's still cool. Like even to you know, I don't really even listen to that now, but it, it doesn't bother me because it just sounds like oh, this music fits the movie. These guys love rock. You know, they're always talking about Van Halen. You know, um, and, and like that's what's cool. Like Deppy Van Halen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, hell, Ted has a Van Halen T-shirt, but it's the Sammy Hagar Van Halen time. Um, you know, and it, it is good. It's a it's a it's a mixture of like comedy, adventure. You know, it's just all in all fun science fiction also i mean it's, it's all these movies in the one and it's a huge hit and it was so huge that yeah they did a sequel but sadly we'll never do that episode you know because we're not yes a- we are please sign a petition like on instagram make a petition off that we need to like do if, too. All right, if we could it just, still counts all right if, if we could it, get, it still counts if we could get 50 fans to to comment saying yeah do bill and ted's uh bogus journey we'll do it if we could get 50 fans 50 they, likes. It, it, yeah, not likes, fans. To comment, to comment. They have to say, just comment, put yes on our post. Put yes. Oh. You know? And and your parents don't count, and Joey doesn't count, and um, who else? So, yeah, so. But there's so many other 80s movies. Why do you want to do a movie that takes place in 91? Because it has so many good lines, and it's Bill and Dead Part 2, and it's amazing. It just finishes so bad, bad, bad. Bad, bad, bad. What a baby. Oh, please. No. We're not going to. Oh, are you sad? Yeah. Why? Because. Why? Because I want to do part two. No, you don't. No one wants to hear part two. Part two is great. No, it's not. It was Death's birthday. William Sadler. Happy birthday. 64th birthday. That's oh, is that was that the you're you're trying to reference a movie that that wasn't even a freaking eighties movie? Yeah, excuse me, sorry, it's because I had the burp. <laughs> oh well, Christ! I still consider it eighties. I don't care what anybody says. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, ladies and gentlemen, so that's it. That's our, our time for Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Don't want to make this episode Get too 50 long. Comments. Yeah, um there I mean we could always just talk about the movies, but we just talk about stuff we love and sometimes we have rants and stuff and yeah, but please again comment, rate us, tell us how how we are doing, uh if you like the you know, what we talk about in the shows, what you want to hear more of, like because sometimes we'll start talking, but you're like, oh, you know what? I want to hear more trivia on the movie, and then I will give you more trivia, you know? Oh, uh, by the way, it's God God gave rock and roll. Some, that that was the, the lyric. Remember the, the end song for part two? Yeah. I, I know it's a, it's a kiss song. Yes, it is a kiss song. God gave rock and roll to you. Gave rock and roll to you. I guess. God gave rock and roll. Yeah, kiss. It's a, it's an actual kiss song. That was that was during the time they took off their makeup, when they didn't have the makeup. So there was like that time I think when Chris, God gave rock. And I guess that's is that supposed to be their song that that saves the world? Yeah. Really? That's the song. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Or maybe it's tribute. It's a tribute to the song. No, it's the song that was supposed to save the world.
that's all we're going to tease you. Ha! <laughs> oh, like, all right. I was so like, ready. <laughs> all right, it's time for Sanchez soundtracks. Let's end it off with this. Sanchez soundtracks. First off, the last song I did was Duran Duran, The Chauffeur. Il Tino, you had asked me, what's the name of that song? And I thought I would reply in the episode so it gets you to listen to the show, even though you've already listened to our show anyways. But that's what it is. It's called The Chauffeur. It's off of Rio, the album Rio. You know, the cool album that has, like, the 80s-looking, you know, cover. And Renata said the artist did something in Philadelphia where they uh, posted that or something like that. Right? Yes. Yeah, there it, you go. it was a tribute to Duran Duran. Album Rio. Awesome. So, yeah. So, so that's what it was. The, the song is called The Chauffeur. I think one of the more cool, little darker, gothy-sounding songs. Because I, I said, I heard it at a goth club. You know, I was there, and I was like, Woo! You know, so, um, so yeah. So, but this week, I'm going to go with... Heaven 17 song, Let Me Go. Love this song. Such a great freaking song. Very 80s dancey. Um, I know most of you, you probably don't even know it by name. You're like, what is this song? But once you hear it, I guarantee you'd be like, I know this song. So this album, this song was released uh, in 1982. It was, I mean, not the album, but the, the single was released in 1982. Uh, the version I have is the extended version, I believe. Let me see. Do I have the extended version? No, I have actually... No, I got the regular version. I forgot. I did have the extended. So I'm going to give you the regular single version. Um, but yeah, this song, again, Heaven 17, it's a it's a, a great freaking show. I love this, you know, the band. I know, like, these the, this band, they come from, like, other artists. Like, I, I believe they're, like, keyboardists from the Human League. Another great band that I love. Um, they have some like, it's just, I, I, I'm always going to give you usually music that's synthy related, new wave, all that. I love that. And Renata, even though she hasn't, she's going to be coming back with her, uh, Renata's records on Sundays. So she'll be giving you yes. cool little video clips on Sundays and posting stuff. If you want my honest thing, why haven't it's because I Laziness. feel that like nothing has inspired Laziness. me yet. Excuse me. No whispering. Laziness. Um, no Not whispering. Lazy. Not just kidding. No, how, what do you mean inspire? Just do it. Like, just post it. Even if it doesn't inspire, oh, it'd be like, to, just share your music. Inspire me. Why does it have to inspire you? This song doesn't inspire me. I just love this song, so I'm going to share it with the world. I'm speaking. Uh. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> oh, I'm That's sorry. I'm gonna sing because I knew we were gonna cut it off. Anyway, sure. but go on about the, the the inspiration or whatever. That's it. I just have to be inspired for Renata's oh for the record. Oh, I'm sorry. God. Go on. Go on. I'm sorry. Go on. No, I'm not. Well, anyway, say bye to our fans before we go. Bye. Aw. <laughs> Damn it. All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. So stick around after the episode to hear Heaven Seventeen's song let me go oh i love that. Ugh, i love that song such a great song um but yeah so there you go ladies and gentlemen so renata says her byes right bye guys you and guys so are the one. greatest and there you go if you want to hear a, 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 an actual one 90s movie 91 if you want to hear that then when we post this episode leave a comment saying Yes, 90s. Yes, 90s. Yes, 90s. Just leave that Remember, comment. Remember, I'm the favorite, so I get what I want. Yeah, and if we get 50 comments of that, then we'll do Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. A special, or, you know, ah, uh, too bad. Because we could have just done it for, like, a little, well, maybe next year when your birthday rolls around. 
Okay. That, okay. If does, if my wish doesn't be, if it's my wish is not granted this week, then I shall have it for my birthday. There you go. All right. There we go. Awesome, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, we're going to take off now. So it's a perfect time to get, for us to get into the phone booth. Oh, wait. You know what? One thing, why this movie feels dated? (laughs) Phone booths. Phone booths. You don't see them anymore. That that's the one thing when you look at this movie, you're like, oh, that what? Do you, I mean, hell, in a few years, you're gonna show this movie to a little kid, and he's gonna be like, what's that? Uh, it's a phone booth. That's where you made phone calls. <laughs> so yeah, that's what's really dated. But anyways, let's get all let's all get into the phone booth and travel back to the future. <laughs> Oh, I want it. 
Sanchez, make sure to check out the Brothers Bear Podcast Live, a comedy show where two brothers and their best friend talk about everything from movies, cartoons, video games, comics, TV, music, and everything else entertainment. We are live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, only on RantRadioNetwork.com. Hey, sorry for interrupting this great podcast you're listening to, but I'm Cody from Yeah, A Lot of People Like That, a great new movies podcast. Myself, along with my co-host Charlie, sit down and attempt to catch up on some movies that have passed us by. Recent episodes include box office hits such as The Avengers and Silver Lang's Playbook, along with some smaller movies such as Cabin in the Woods and I Saw the Devil. Join us as we give a second opinion on movies. We'll also talk in recent movies, movie trailers, movie news, and just pretty much anything else we want to talk about. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher. You don't have to search the whole long name of the show. We've made it simple. Just search Yelpcast. That's Y-A-L-P-C-A-S-T. Yelpcast. Nice, short, and simple. Give us a listen. You won't regret it. Now back to your regular scheduled program. This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.